This is I Am Change Podcast. Everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. There is zero success without change. Be the change you want to see. Believe. Focus. Achieve. Good morning, Mr. Clescent Ako and uh, Mr. Gambo Haruna. Yeah, welcome to I'm Change Podcast Platform. So what are your takes concerning the border closure by the Nigerian government, Mr. Clescent? Well, I think um, for me personally, I, I want to commend uh, the Muhammad Buhari-led administration on that initiative of closing the border because uh, the border is very strategic to a country's security and economy globally. When you talk about border issue, be it um, sea or uh, land borders, this or air, cargo, as the case might be, it's very strategic to the country's security and economy. So for a lot of Nigerians, um, there are mixed feelings concerning the closure. But like I said earlier, for me, it's more or less a commendation because it encourages made in Nigerian goods. We cannot be an economy that is completely reliant on imported goods, even for the goods that we can produce internally. Some other people that are against the border closure, not for it, want to argue that um, if a bag of rice uh, that used to sell for 11,000 and the border is closed, it's going for as much as twice the price, then what is the use of uh, closing the border? I would want to say that if the Nigerian rice goes for 20,000, the money comes to Nigerians. It's better than giving half of that money to encourage other people's economy. And extensively, it's a value chain. Somebody's son, somebody's daughter is paid from the rice meal that is milling that rice because it's Nigeria. So it might be a bit so hard on us. Whatever it is made to be good sometimes have a very huge impact on the people before they begin to see the benefit. But you can see the trillions that the Nigerian custom is generating because of most of the goods that were diverted to the neighboring countries and now being cleared for the Nigerian port. But every policy of government has its own shortcomings and its own advantage. But in the case of the border closure, for me, it's a thumbs up. And I, I specifically said that it has helped to grow our economy, even though on the other side, it's also biting on the citizenry. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mr. Can we hear your own uh, opinion, Mr. Gamboharina? The closure actually emanated from complaints from rice and poultry farmers that they are not uh, uh, getting profits. That leads to the closure of the border. And as I speak to you today, uh, because of that closure, there are several uh, rice mills in so many locations in Nigerians that are open for production as a result of the closure. The poultry farmers are making profits. Uh, the foreign exchange, the demands 
for foreign exchanges. Less equipment leads to the 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 the, the, the kind of rise uh, the the value of the naira. Uh, you know, the naira will have more value. Yeah. Thank you very much. But some people have uh, of the opinion that when you go to the corner, it's like the borders are not closed. Especially Castina, you know, people can still go into Niger to get other things. Meanwhile, when you go to Lagos, you know, the borders are actually closed. So what's your take on this, Mr. Clescent? Okay, officially, like I said, there is no total closure of border anywhere in the world. You can draw from the United States um, uh, president of trying to <laughs> totally close the, uh, the U.S. border with Mexico. There can be an absolute cl closure. Um, there will be the cases of people doing some one or two smuggling around. But the fact that if you are caught, whatever you are coming with will be seized and confiscated. That alone is already a pointer to say that the border is closed. I think there are insinuations here and there. There are no uh, facts to support this claim. And there was even uh, this video making the rounds in the social media of a honorable member that said, uh, the, the, the plenary sections of the House of Representatives that he was there at night and he saw constant opening the borders and closing the border. Those are insinuations that are not founded with any backed up uh, document to put to say. But there will be cases of, um, of um, disobedience or cases of, um, of uh, disobedience both from the government officials and even from Nigeria. But by and large, uh, this border still remain close. So if somebody is saying that in Lagos or the southwest and the other neighboring sea borders, the, the adherence to this is more stronger than the north, uh, well, uh, except for the honorable members and few other people, uh, governments have not uh, come out to say the border is open. So I think those, those uh, insinuations are not founded with facts. I can say that we can disregard them. Mr. Agambo, do you want to say anything about this? Yeah, I think uh, it's just one of those um, lies peddled by politicians that the borders are not closed. And um, we have seen footages from televisions, credible source that the border are closed. People living in the border areas, have, and more especially in the north, have confirmed that the border is closed. In fact, some of them are even crying that they are not making business. So, which means really that the border is closed. And um, uh, it must be patriotic to our country and, and stop attaching sentiments when it, talks, or when it comes to national issues. Uh, the border is closed. We must support the government of Nigeria to achieve results. Let us not attach sentiments. And uh, I, I salute the federal government. I salute the government of uh, the President Muhammad Buhari for taking that giant strike and closing the border. If it is possible, I will even demand that the border will be closed for like uh, maybe one or two years. Thank you very much. Are there any economic impacts? Yeah, I will refer to my first um, introductions as saying that the economic impact are huge. Like I said, in terms of patronage of our local goods, it's on the rise more than any time in our recent democracy. 
uh, it's it's far on the rise because uh, they've checkmate uh, um, those um, SSEs and those of product coming in, and it's across the entire trade value chain. We talked about textile coming in. How can people invest to to be able to rise the moribund textile industry where most of your textiles are imported from other countries and through the land borders and all that? So with this band, you understand, investors might want to start coming in to rethink the idea of uh, you no. Know, Kaduna, for some of us that grew up in Kaduna, we know Kaduna to be a heap of activity of textile material. And that it was an economic hub for northern Nigeria. That has gone down. People lost their job. The famous uh, uh, labor, one of the uh, prominent labor unionists in, in Nigerian 21st century, Saddam Sushemele, uh, who was the labor chairman, it was, he, it was through the textiles that he, he got his chairman rise through the rank and got to where he is. So imagine that we probably would have more of Adam social money rising through the textile, but the textiles are, you know, shut down now. And also for some other products that Nigerians can produce. And as a matter of fact, it's even hitting much on our West African neighbors. You understand? Uh, I can't understand why people like Toyota, people like uh, major brands go to other African countries and set up their plants and uh, build those stuff there and want to come to Nigeria to sell, uh, we must think of country first. And it's better that Nigerians start looking inside because we have all it takes. We have the human resources, we have the natural resources, we have everything to be able to build. A country that is not productive, a country that is not producing what she will eat, what she will wear, you understand, is a country that is not independent. When you rely on goods from outside, you are not independent. You can't have a stable currency. But you can see now a bit of stability in our forex because of internal capacity production. The only way that your currency can gain appreciation and be known to be a strong currency around the world is when there's a heap of production going on in your country where you buy less from outside. The demand for forex will be low so you have stability within your country's uh, forex. So by and large, I said, for when you draw the scale... I would say the benefit, and Nigeria might not say, a lot of people might not agree with this, the benefit is 60-40. And for me, that is the goal. Mm. Thank you. Mr. Gambo? Yeah. Yeah, I think there is. Though we, we, might not, we may not see it now. Yeah, but of course, in the near future, we will see it glaringly, just like my colleague has said that um, you know the investors, the uh, so many uh, uh, companies around the world. Investors have visited Nigeria as a result of the border closure. Uh, I recall recently um, uh, one of this country visited even the APC party uh, chairman and begging for Nigerians to allow the border to be open and uh, and he was replied that uh, they just need to come and open a factory here so that we can create employment and so many foreign exchange and everything. So we may not see the impact now, but I believe that very soon Nigeria will. Thank you, but I have the opinion that is a welcome uh, development. So, but what are the disadvantages for Nigerians and other surrounding countries like Benin Republic? Niger, Cameroon, and other West African countries. Okay, well, I think uh, one of the um, 
the sideline of uh, negative sideline of that uh, police. Like I said, every policy has its good side and its bad side. One of the negative sideline is the import it has had mainly on uh, food products the, because of the offset of uh, the price provided by food harvest and all that. The price of uh, these goods have generally gone up because it's a thing of demand and supply. When you the local farmers and the rest cannot be able to meet the demand, of course, automatically there will be a price rise. Just the economic principle of demand and supply and pricing. So once the demand for rice now has gone up for the local people and there's less local rice to be able to meet the demand, across the, the the price will shoot up and it will bite hard. Uh, basically, for for those uh, for, for for food product, basically that's why I see the very negative effort uh, moving forward in, in this um, border closure issue. But like I said, over time is something that we can because when there's a serious demand, it will draw a lot of investment. People want to come and invest to make sure it builds. So, uh, 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 people that owns factory in Thailand want to come to Nigeria to build because. Probably what they are producing in Thailand is no more coming to Nigeria. They want to come and invest and make sure that they get value for their money. If you invest in Nigeria and produce, labor is cheap. Uh, you said the rice cheaper. And eventually when there are more industries, more rice mills opening up, more demand for rice, the price will eventually crash when the supply now begins to outweigh the demand. Like I said, basically economic people. I think it's just the area of a full stop, basically. Yeah. Well... The Nigerian government have clearly uh, said their positions as regards to um, um, uh, they have clearly said their position as regards to the closure of the border and to their neighboring countries um, uh, taking cognizance of the ECOWAS uh, countries uh, uh, mutual uh, engagement. Um, I, I uh, before now, Nigeria has been a dumping ground for foreign goods um, that is not benefiting Nigeria as a as a country, but benefiting rather benefiting our neighbors. And I believe that um, Nigeria have nothing to lose to lose in this closure, rather our, our neighbors. And from the reports we are hearing, um, uh, all these the gray areas that leads to the closure of the border may be uh, taken care of. And then after, where there is no cause for alarm. Yeah, that is nice, great. On a lighter note, we keep talking about rice consumption. It seems Nigerians consume rice than any other food products. Yes, I think in Nigerian uh, uh, rice is even consumed more than gari at the moment. Sure. <laughs> Before now, we consume gari is is the major food item, but at the moment in this century, we 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 breed more rice consumers uh, and. Uh, and because of that, uh, rice is more consumed. And, and when you touch that product in any way, it affects almost everybody. Uh, there's something about rice, even from growing up. It's like it's a generational, it's a generational trend that has refused to go. All right, I remember 
growing up, uh, if they ask you anywhere, they ask any of the child, the Nigerian child, what's the best meal? You say rice. So sometimes I say rice and beans. <laughs> so it's like a default. And that has, it's something that we grew up with um, from one generation to the other. That I remember then there were these uh, great influx of the US right call on Cubans. Uh, yeah, the, the, the foreign rice and all that. And so we're quite uh, in tune with that. But over time, with Thailand and the rice rising the profile, the rice, but you can see that one destination for consumption of rice is uh, Nigeria. That's why when the, uh, the CNN, the renowned CNN um, broadcaster came to Nigeria, he asked, asked um, the, the, uh, the, the Minister for Information, Lai Mohammed, when he, where he actually goofed and said <laughs> the best jollof rice were found outside Nigeria. But I'll, I'll write to say, like the VP said then, that actually Nigeria have the best jollof rice. But the name jollof actually came from Nigeria. That tells you that even CNN understand how much appreciation we have for rice for giving it different recipe and giving it different name. So we're a huge uh, consumer of rice. And I want to use the opportunity. I'm a Nigerian to the core. I believe in this country. I believe that things are going to get better. I believe that it takes all of us to make things work. That uh, for each succeeding government, we should look away from politics when the elections are over to support each, every, uh, whichever government that comes on board with their initiative to be able to drive to better. The output of what Jonathan uh, Buhari or whoever is going to come in the future will leave is a collective input of what we give that will lead to that. So I believe that we should... In our own way, if we consume rice a lot, we should try to push for more rice farmers, encourage rice farmers, and try to bring in more investors into the rice industry. I also want to use the opportunity to, to appreciate what Dangote is doing uh, because you can see a lot of international value rolling now. He's actually into this rice thing to see that it's an area that money can be made from and employment can be created. So we should take advantage of the value chain of rice. And like Ofada, you know, the former minister for agriculture, uh, during the Jonathan administration, now the president of the African Development Bank did a lot. Then uh, the father rice and the various rice. So the regime of different states now having their own rice, the boy rice, and all those era was actually brought by him. He encouraged that, of course, it's built on by Adog, but now the current minister for agriculture is doing so much. And I believe that the goal is that in the next 15, 20, I'm a long term person, I believe that change does not just come overnight, that it's a long term thing. In the next 20 years, Nigeria will be an exporter of rice instead of importing rice. I, I strongly believe in that. And I push for that for us to all do our best to be able to do order to make sure that that goal is attained. Thank you. So in conclusion, Mr. Gambo, Harina, what are your general opinion for or against the border closure? Well, my general opinion does uh, not differ with the opinion of the government. Um, the government feel the pulse. They know the reasons why this border was closed in the first place. And once the governments are satisfied that uh, the, the purpose has been achieved, the border should be open. Yeah, okay. In conclusion, I'll say that, uh, well, it's two ways. Uh, we are, the, the original concept of setting up OQRs is to be able to trade without uh, hindrances and uh, i believe that a lot of the ECOWAS countries were like a big brother to the other african countries so because i say yeah free trade agreement that we've had and has been established but of course it's nigerian force we need to be able to have achieved our goal of closing the border because i know that the government have a definite goal it's not an indefinite you know border closure once it's like the controller of customs says when those issues are completely addressed the border will be open and everybody will benefit from it moving forward 
So I believe when that is done, we're going to come back to play our big brother robot. For now, we need to survive first before we need to play survive. Because if Nigerian goes down, then all African goes down. So let's put our house together. Then we can then open it up for SSCs that we can go to other African countries to benefit and we can always play our role as a big brother. So for now, let the government do what they need to do and uh, let our, our other neighbors, Benin Republic, Ghana, Togo, Cameroon, Niger, and the rest of them just understand that we need to take care of our house first. And when that is done, it's going to be a complete new paradigm. It's going to be a new opportunity for everybody. And we're going to continue to enjoy the agreement, the treaty that was signed as uh, all encompassing ECOWAS brothers and, of course, African Union uh, moving forward. Thank you very much, Mr. Clement Ako. And Mr. Agambo, thank you so much. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. You've been listening to I Am Change podcast. I'm Victoria Oni. Saying goodbye for now.